You already know it's your girl Ohimati and Dej, and you're listening to the Dark and Lovely Pod. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> you already know it's your girl Ohimati and Dej, and you're listening to the Dark and Lovely Pod. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to say dark or something. I right? thought you said that's corny. <laughs> I don't know. Let's just say all together, Dark and Lovely Pod. You already know it's your girl Ahimati and Dej, and you're listening to the Dark, Dark and, and Lovely, Lovely Pod. pod. You know what? Tell a black person you're proud of them today. Yeah. How yeah. about that? Yeah. Tell a black person that you're proud of them today, mm-hmm. and tell them that they're doing amazing. Yeah. Do that because we really all are. We really, given the circumstances that we've been placed in, we're, we're doing, doing amazing. amazing. Hey guys. Hey! Welcome to another episode. Yes, yes, yes. Alright, so to begin our episode, we're just gonna... Shout out another black business, because you already know what time it is. Yes. Okay, so the business for this podcast is... Just underscore in time. That's J-U-S-S underscore I-N-T-I-M-E. <laughs> Not you spelling in time. <laughs> so, just in time is an insurance broker Instagram page. His mission is to help the community manage the risks of everyday life, recover from the unexpected, and educate the public on affordable coverage options. Yeah, so basically he is an insurance, a car insurance broker, I should say. And honestly, like, if you need car insurance, holla at just because don't be giving these white people money <laughs> like he had you know what i mean he has the same resources and you can keep the money and in the community and you can support a young black man who's branching out and has his own business, business yeah and shout out to you for being 20 something and yeah. having a company of your own where you're actually you know trying to help amazing. black people amazing black excellence that's black excellent that really excellent. is <laughs> okay speaking of black excellence <laughs> wait wait hold on we still have to do the tree lesson. Oh, okay. Do you do you remember at all? I remember the first one. Okay. <laughs> Something tang. It to sing. It to sing. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember the second one? No, no. That do one you remember what it one. meant? I love me. No, 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 no. It's I'm giving myself or something like that. Yes, please. Yes, please take yes, it. Yes, please take it. Yeah. I'm on jet. Okay. Yeah. Try it. Mapacho I'm Monjet. 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 Okay, anyway. So do you wanna learn some insults? Sure. Or do you wanna learn some insults? Some insults? Yeah. Okay. How do you say you are a dick? <laughs> Um, there's no, like, translation. Like, you're an asshole. There's no, like, translation like that, but, like, an insult would be, like, which is, like, your mom's pussy, like, your mom should suck herself kind of thing. Oh. Like, go, like, suck your mom, basically. What is it? No, yeah, womamiche. Womamiche? Womamiche. 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 Womamiche? Womamiche. Wuh mama chet. Mame. Wuh mame chet. Chet. So your wuh mame mom chet pussy. 
your mom's pussy basically okay. suck your mom okay um and you say an, another obviously kwasia you know kwasia like yeah. you're an idiot yeah. say it kwasia okay and a ponche which is like oh i've heard that before go like you're a go that's an insult what? That's an insult? Yeah, call somebody, calling somebody a goat. Why? I don't know. It just means like you're like you're an animal. Like we have bois. Oh, a bois is also an animal. Like you're an animal. Oh, okay. But a punch is like you're a goat. Like, okay. just an insult. Is that why I hear so many people calling people goats? Like in English? No. No? Okay. <laughs> the goat is, great, is greatest of all time. No, not that. Like I hear... Okay, maybe... <laughs> um i also wanted to teach you fante because i feel like i was doing a little bit tribalism only teaching you tree okay so i'll just teach you something small small so you know how um in tree it's etese which means how are you yeah, yeah. in fante you would say otendeng oh that's so close yeah because it's like it's kind of similar otendeng 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 oh uh, ten. Ten? Dang. Dang. Mm-hmm. On ten dang. <laughs> okay. Oh, since it's Valentine's Day, let me teach you uh, something that has to do with love. Okay. So, you know how I call myself Ohema? Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Queen? Yeah. So, like, if a guy and a guy's talking to you, he'll probably call you Ohema or mm-hmm. Odo, which is love, like my love. Mm-hmm. So, try and say it. Ohema. Uh-huh. Odo. Odo. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, you see how my Instagram, my Twitter name used to be Adia Pana? Yeah. Okay, so Adia Pana is, like, also something like that. But it means, like, Adia is, like, something that we, like, Pana. Like, we like it. So, like, just basically it means, like, Adia Pana. Like, like you're just, you're it. Like, you okay. know? Yeah. And then you see how now, like, it's, like, Obasima. You changed it? Yeah, I changed it to Obasima. Okay. So Obasima means like, Oba is like woman, and Sima is like, you're just it, like, like you're like you're proper. Everything about you is just like you're just a woman, like. Okay. Yeah. So try and say it. Both of them. Yeah. <laughs> Adia pana. Adia pana. Okay. Mhm. And then Obasima. Obasima. Mhm. Easy. Yeah, that's pretty. Okay. I'm not gonna remember. <laughs> Try and remember it. <laughs> Odia Pena. Adia Pena. Adia Pena. Mm-hmm. Okay. Obasima. 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 <laughs> sure. Okay. Good job, Deja. <laughs> so, this week we want to talk about the pressures of being like an independent black queen. And, like, mm. what that really means for us as black women and the positive and maybe negative connotations mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. So, Deja, do you feel like um, the whole concept of being an independent black queen is a good thing or a bad thing? Mm, I feel like when it first came about, mm-hmm. it was a good thing because we were kind of being, I don't know, seen as, like, these strong, independent black queens, you know? Mm-hmm. But then... I feel like gradually it became like, okay, like this is, this is who we are as black women, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So if you're not achieving a certain standard, are you still an independent black queen? You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So I feel like it can be detrimental because I feel like we can internalize that, uh, that label, and then feel like, okay, like I need to live up to these standards. So for me, I feel like, I feel like it's a good thing. Um, I feel like it's good that black women, because we know like, you know, the odds are stacked against us or whatever. Like, it's good that we are trying to put ourselves on when mm -hmm. obviously like white people are not going to put us on and more times black men are not going to put mm -hmm. us on. So we have to put ourselves and each other on. Mm -hmm. um, and the way that we can do that is through independence and obviously being a queen or whatever. Mm -hmm. I kind of agree with you that sometimes it's a bit dangerous for us to internalize these things because like the whole idea of being an independent queen is like kind of similar to like black excellence. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like when that is our goal, then it becomes the norm. And then if that's the norm, then now there's a new standard for excellence. Yeah. So then it's like, we're only putting even more pressure on ourselves. Mm -hmm. So Teresa, was there ever a time where you experienced the pressure of um, being a black independent queen or achieving black excellence? I feel like um, the pressure is always there, but I feel like the times where I've internalized it, do you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. like it's become maybe like negative or detrimental mm -hmm. to me and maybe my mental health is like um so obviously like with like covid and everything like that like we've all kind of had to like readjust our expectations of life and then like of ourselves so literally in like from like 2017 to 2018 i was working after i graduated university my first degree so that was 2018 so those times those times i had three jobs at once right i was literally working seven days a week i had three jobs i was hustling for a year then um, I got like the beginning of 2019 I got like a full-time job in my field so then I was working like uh, five days a week but it was like shift work so I was working like afternoons and overnight so that was draining as well and then after I f did that I went straight into full-time school and also teaching um, uh, tutorials to like first and second year students right um, and so when COVID happened obviously like I moved back home and school switched to online but I didn't have a job because I wasn't like if I knew I was coming home so soon I would have like set myself up to have a job by the time I got back mm -hmm. but like because like I literally came back in a hurry I didn't have a job right even though I was still teaching but whatever um I didn't have like a job in my field so I was like really beating myself up and kind of mm -hmm. feeling like like I wasn't doing well for myself Mm -hmm. which like looking back like is really dumb because i was literally like i hadn't like taken a breath in like two years you yeah, know yeah. i went from like three jobs to a full-time job to full-time school and even the times where i was feeling this like i was still in school i was still writing my master's thesis so it's like mm -hmm. i kind of like literally was really feeling bad about myself and i feel like that's because i internalized like being this like you know black independent queen or like achieving like some like um arbitrary like level of like black excellence mm -hmm. you know what i mean and yeah. i feel like as people who are in their 20s and like as black people and specifically like black women or black people in general i feel like our parents show us from young that like you need to do better like if yeah. if somebody if your a is not the same as a white person's a like mm -hmm. in, in terms of school or whatever yeah like your your whatever is not the same like you have to 
go that extra mile to get what they can get yeah so like i feel like i was beating myself up a lot so that's a time and then like i was i was i felt like a bum to be honest and like saying that out loud sounds so crazy because how can i be yeah. doing my master's thesis You're feeling like so a bum much, yeah. but like i really did feel like a bum um i feel like i'm feeling the pressure more now okay because i'm turning 25 or at, at, at this point when we drop this podcast i'll be 25 geez, 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 geez. So... now we can put the siren <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know. I, I don't know what it is about 25. Yeah. It's such a but complete it's number. Like, it's like, bro, like, once you're 25, like, you have no more excuses. That's not You know tr- what I mean? Like, I, it's not true, but, like, I feel for that me, way too, it's but like, it's not true. It's like, there's no excuses. Like, all that little girl shit you were on from 20 or from 24 and whatever, teenage years, like, you can't be on that anymore. You know what I mean? So, for me, like achieving that like black girl excellence or black girl magic whatever it may be it's like okay like 25 i have is to reach time. it by 25 yeah you know what i mean but that's that's so crazy because i feel i honestly feel the same way but like whenever i talk to people who are a bit older they're like you're a baby i know and i, I feel know. like i feel like you know how like every year you look back on yourself yeah. and you're like oh i'm so okay like in the moment so for example when i was 22 yeah. I thought I was like, I was like, yeah, I've grown so much. I'm so smart. I'm so <laughs> yeah. this, I'm so that. And like, yes, I had grown so much. But when mm-hmm. I look back and think of myself at 22, mm-hmm. uh, I'm missing myself at 22. I was so cute at 22. But anyway, <laughs> I look back on myself at 22 and be like, you were still dumb, sis. Yeah. Like, you know? And it's like, even when I was 19, I was like, yeah, I'm 19. Like, I'm, I'm so mature. And it's like, yeah. no, at 19, I was an idiot. So it's yeah. like, so it's like, I feel like we're going to look back on 25 and be like, like you're dumb yeah and like you were a baby why are you putting why so were you putting pressure. so much pressure on yourselves yeah. and like even like now with like covid and everything like that like i feel like this is teaching us to like just calm down a bit okay you know what i was gonna say that but i feel like i'm lying because if anything to me it's teaching me to be more serious yeah mm, yes and no because i feel like for me mm-hmm. it's like I need to be more serious about myself, mm-hmm. which means in turn I have to calm down. You know what I mean? More serious about like self care and stuff. About self care, yeah. But even self care, because I feel like in order to achieve my goals, I have to tend to myself. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, because if your mental health is not proper, mm-hmm. how are you gonna get all the degrees in the world? Yeah, or... like you, you can't. Mm-hmm. And like I can't be like doing trying to do everything and doing all of this stuff like mm-hmm. I need time for myself like I'm not trying to wear myself out you know yeah I, I hear you still and to be honest I feel like as black and even like this whole like I feel like our generation we're on this whole like oh you have to have a side hustle you have to have a this yeah. like it's like there's so much pressure to like have a business mm. so it's like to the point where like people who don't really even want to have businesses like they just have one they just have one mm-hmm. You know just what I to mean? Do it, just to say they have one. Yeah, because that's the wave. Yeah. And it's like, not everybody can be an entrepreneur. And it's even nice. like being a creative, like not, bro, honestly, I'm sorry, but sometimes this podcasting is hard, okay? <laughs> like to edit and stuff like that. It's yeah. not just like, like I think I was on Clubhouse and somebody was saying like, oh, when you, when you see content, because, okay, you know the Fufu challenge or whatever, right? Yeah. So somebody was saying like, 
they're basically saying like there's no excuse for Aaliyah J because she literally sat there, oh, yeah, recorded it, edit, edited it, and, and still posted. And didn't think, okay, this might be like, wrong. Like, but she did it on purpose though. That's that's the whole idea. Because uh, even like when you create content, you don't just sit down and talk. Like yeah, you do, but you know like okay, this is where the format of where I want it to follow, yeah. right? Yeah. So that was like the argument. So even like with creating content like even those instagram skits that you guys see like people are putting effort into that yeah. you know what i mean so everything mm-hmm. it's like the way and i and i obviously i don't really talk to white people that much so i don't really know <laughs> if that's in their culture but i feel like for us like especially as like younger millennials and then like gen z people yeah i feel like we have this like like side hustle like everybody has to mm. like culture that's and it's like it's not thing. every day because i don't really see a lot of white people doing side businesses or yeah. side hustles yeah like at all and i feel like that amplifies the whole black excellence like independent queen like yeah. thing do you know yeah, what i mean it does for sure yeah so so do you feel like um the whole like discourse of being like a independent black queen or like you know achieving black excellence do you feel like that has mm, made you more ambitious 100 percent Mm-hmm. It definitely made me more ambitious because I don't know. I don't want to feel like you're getting left it's... behind. Yeah, I guess so. But like more in the sense, like when you hear all of this black excellence, black, whatever, like, mm-hmm. like I've internalized it for myself. So even though I may feel like I'm being left behind, it's more like I more feel the pressure from myself mm-hmm. because I feel like okay like what am I doing mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense it makes sense but like you're doing amazing sweetie <laughs> I know but sometimes I'm like bro like what I, am I, I don't saying? think I'm doing anything yeah you <laughs> know like, why I'm doing so much but like I feel like I'm not doing anything you but know? do you know why sis I feel like um black people and specifically black women we do this to ourselves a lot it's like Okay, I'm sure when you were applying to your master's, mm-hmm. you were like, oh, this is so good. I'm going to have my master's. Yeah. But then when you get in yeah. and then you're doing it, it's it's almost as if we feel like because we're doing it, it's less valuable. Yeah, that's so true. And I, and I think that is like imposter syndrome. Oh, facts, yeah. And so that kind of conflicts with the whole idea of black excellence and being a black independent queen. And that's why I feel like in that way it's kind of negative because there's no like it's so arbitrary there's no like okay like once you reach this okay it's black excellence or once you reach this okay you're an independent queen just the bar keeps going up up and up like once you reach your goal like after i finished my master's after i finished my bachelor's i was like okay what do i do with my life yeah then after i finished my master's i was like okay what am i saying with my life yeah you know what i mean but it's like i've said a lot (laughs) yeah you said i've said a lot like (laughs) so it's like but when I, but like for me, like I feel mm-hmm. like we both are doing our masters or did mm-hmm. our masters. Mm-hmm. So when I think of you, I'm like, oh, Deja's so smart. Deja's doing amazing. Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, but when you think about yourself, yourself, you're just like, oh, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah but it's like so we're in the same true. position. So why do I value your yeah. success in a way yeah, more than why? my own? Why? Because we've internalized it. I feel like it's easier for us to recognize black excellence in others than in ourselves. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Cause you don't you find like when people give you a compliment like oh my god like like oh like I really look up to you or, like you really inspire me you're just like why like yeah what I'm do? just I'm just me <laughs> I'm just me yeah. and to be honest sis like I honestly only accepted the fact and I'm still having trouble with it that I'm smart like last year what why I don't know 
I don't what? know. Like everybody like was always like, oh T, you're smart, you're smart. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> They're like, oh T T, you're a good writer. I'm like, oh okay. Like <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. And no, yeah. Like I and it's because like it's crazy because like my dad like if you know my dad my dad is like an encyclopedia like anything you want to know about anything my dad knows it like if you ask my dad like where to go like how to get somewhere Mm -hmm. in any bus route like he'll tell you he'll be able to tell you like he just knows like everything so my dad is really smart and i'm realizing now like i'm a lot like him because like i remember growing up people would always like ask my dad to like proofread their like assignments or like help them with their resume mm-hmm. and i see myself like doing those types of things now mm-hmm. and it's like when i look at my dad i'm like oh you're so smart you're walking walking encyclopedia mm-hmm. but then like i don't think of myself that way yeah and then like i find that like you see how i'm like very like pro-black and like always talking about like issues mm-hmm. that affect black people yeah to me, I don't see that as, that as, as intelli- like intelligence yeah, or okay. being smart because I really care about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, like, a lot of people will, like, send me, like, they'll, like, randomly, like, DM me, like, oh, like, what's your thoughts on this, sis? Mm-hmm. Of, like, some issues that are happening. I'm like, yo, bro, like, why are you guys asking me? Like, yeah, it's not every day. Okay. Like, like yeah. you know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah. But I guess, like, it's because people think I'm smart. But I even, mm. like, I never thought of myself that way even though like I should but I feel like it has a lot to do with our school system too yes because their definition or not definition but their way of teaching you Mm -hmm. or like providing education is very like standardized testing like you know what I mean yeah and I I, one thing is I'm very bad at exam you know I'm very bad at exams (laughs) and testing and stuff like I can't Mm -hmm. study Mm-hmm. Like I like I can if I if I tried I could but that's not my interest that's why I feel like I'm kind of in the field that I'm in where I'm like a writer kind of thing versus mm-hmm. like doing like what you do of like studying and stuff like shout mm-hmm. out to you because I can't do that but like <laughs> yeah okay so another element of black excellence I think both me and Teresa can speak on this um, since we didn't really have much of a break throughout our education experience so far mm-hmm. um like we were in elementary school then we went to high school then we did our undergrad and then we probably had like a year break and then did our masters right mm-hmm. and i feel like for both of us our identity has always been school mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i feel like an element of black excellence like when i first started my masters and i was like okay like i finally got to the goal that I've been working so hard for yeah you know what I mean for so long mm-hmm. um when I got there I was kind of like okay now what mm-hmm. but then I ha- I this, there was like this little thing in my brain that was just like okay like what else is there to me besides me being a student you yeah. know what I mean so like I feel like I felt like okay like am I being a good friend am I being a good girlfriend at the time like am i being a good daughter like you know what i mean because mm-hmm. my whole identity has been school and i've been working so hard like was mm-hmm. i neglecting other parts of myself mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah that makes sense yeah yeah that makes perfect sense because and i feel like that's that goes to back to us talking about how the independent black queen and the black excellence thing can be like problematic because it's like we focus so much on those things that maybe we don't progress in other aspects of our life yeah like everything's like oh like 
you know you need to be goals you need to be this mm-hmm. you need to be that but it's like okay like who are you as like a person kind of exactly. thing exactly everything's yeah. like oh you have to have a side hustle yeah. but it's like nobody even like covid like everyone's like oh you stayed home for uh how many months you need to learn a trade you need to yeah, learn a like, skill can i just survive like, can i survive can i work on my mental health as a black person yeah. who's living in a panoramic yeah like, <laughs> in a panasonic <laughs> on a party floor party wall <laughs> Oh my god, don't kill me. Mm-mm. But like, yeah. And another thing that you said that mm-hmm. I you see how you said, um, and I I think this relates to something else. You see how you said that when you were doing your masters and you got there, you were like, what now? Yeah. I feel like there's a cultural aspect there because you see how like for me, mm-hmm. when I started my masters, mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, so what's next? Are you doing your PhD? Bruh. Like literally <laughs> the first like September. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh. So are you doing your PhD? I'm like, sis, I didn't even get my fucking syllabus. Degree yet. <laughs> Not even degree. I didn't get my syllabus. Like, please relax. Yeah. Facts. And I feel like our parents, like, I think our parents wouldn't call it black excellence and black girl magic and um, being an independent black queen because obviously that's before their time. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like they also have that and they also internalize that. Yeah. Even as immigrants, like mm-hmm. they came here and they're like, okay, time to get this bread like i'm not i didn't mm-hmm. leave my country for no reason I know. like i'm coming here to to make a better life for myself to make a better life for myself yeah. and my children mm-hmm. so i feel like and me and my friend always talk about this too like sometimes like when i'm like crying over like somebody or whatever yeah. she's like yo your parents didn't come to canada for you to be crying <laughs> over somebody's child you know yeah. what i mean no it's true and i feel like though. as it's like true. as children of immigrants as children of like black people whatever yeah we kind of have that like okay my my parents came from their country mm-hmm. to build this life for myself like i can't waste my opportunities I can't. facts that's and so true that even amplifies the whole thing that people do on social mm-hmm. media of like black excellence da 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 mm-hmm. so like i feel like it's informed by like us as millennials mm-hmm. younger millennials and then also gen z people mm-hmm. and then like um our cultural background yeah and then that relates to what I was saying, like the other episode about how like a lot of Ghanaian girls are like super educated, mm, yeah. Because it's like we sense. we wanna, because I don't know if for me like when I think of my success and my masters, and whatever, I want it for myself. You know what? Sometimes I wonder like, did I want like I know I want them for myself now, mm-hmm. these things for myself now, but like, did I always want these things for myself, or did my parents keep telling me? Yeah. that this was what it was and then i along the way it? and said was like along the way i was like yeah 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 like i want that still yeah like they kind of guided you mm-hmm. in that direction what do you think like for me yeah or for in, general? in general and for you mm, i feel like in general especially when it comes to like immigrant parents mm-hmm. because like my mom's not an immigrant but like i live with my grandparents and they're immigrants you know mm-hmm. what i mean so I feel like for them, when they first came here, although we're saying like, like yeah, like you have to work so hard to achieve this kind of success, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like for them, like they genuinely had to work twice as hard to achieve yeah, that genuinely, success. Like actually. Yeah, like literally. So yeah. it's like not even like when they're telling us, okay, you need to work two times harder to like get to this goal. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's like almost natural in a mm-hmm. sense, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. I definitely feel like my family guided me for sure mm-hmm. because especially with my field that i'm in right now like mm-hmm. no one knows what speech language pathology is yeah like let's be real 
But um, well, you're about to be rich, so it doesn't matter what people people my, know what it is. I'm not rich, but you will just, by God's grace. But um, yeah, my aunt was the one that actually told me about it, and like, so I looked it up, and I was like, oh, hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of just went into that field. And then now you want to do it, kind of. And thing. then now that I'm actually in it, and I'm like learning about it, I'm like, wow, I actually love this this stuff, like, mm-hmm. you know. So do you feel like? Okay, you see how we're we're talking about like, um, okay, how do you feel like this ha- carrying this chip on our shoulders of like, mm-hmm. okay, number one, you know, our parents came to this country, we have to work hard. Mm-hmm. Number two, like, um, I, like we have to like achieve this like arbitrary like goal of like black excellence yeah. and like black girl magic and like being independent da 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 how do you think that affects like how you interact with society mm, in, like, in terms of like do you think this affects the way like you move at like school for example and like in the workplace mm, yes for sure especially with placement mm-hmm. my placement right now I feel like I can't not know the right answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I can't not know the right answer with my supervisors, Mm -hmm. but as well as, like, say I'm having, like, a session with a child, if their parent is asking me a question, I better know the right answer. Yeah. Like, there's no, hmm, I'll get back to you, um, you know, later time when I find out the answer. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like you you know, you have to know it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? yeah so i feel like in that sense like you just can't be wrong i don't know if that makes sense yeah and honestly sis i feel like i feel the same way especially like for some reason i feel like if i make a mistake at work and somebody else make it makes a mistake at work makes a mistake at work Mm -hmm. i feel like when i do it it's amplified especially because i'm black and i'm young Mm -hmm. like i feel like I have to prove myself more in the workplace Mm -hmm. like when people see you they're automatically going to make assumptions like I don't think Mm -hmm. like when my coworkers first like to be honest I don't tell my coworkers I have my masters yeah oh my god that's another point too yeah another point like I don't tell people what I'm like I say I'm doing speech therapy like I don't say anything else yeah 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 yeah. I don't say what school I don't say what level of degree I just say I'm doing speech therapy yeah because I feel like it makes people feel away, no? Yeah. You know? It I makes feel people like, feel away. I'm just kind of like, I feel uh... like, I feel like we have that too. I feel like we're the only people that can't brag about ourselves too yeah, much. And right? I feel like, I feel like now that a lot of black women have started to like do that, mm-hmm. like now like there's like some black men who are like, oh, like you think you're better than us. Yeah. Not I, even black men. I feel like non-black people too. Oh, like yeah, when yeah, you, yeah. When you, like, I don't know. But I don't care about them. <laughs> it's just like when you tell them that you're doing your masters it's like oh like one she thinks that she's better than me now mm-hmm. you know what i mean or it's two like oh they think that you're this smart like this really really smart person you know mm-hmm. what i mean and you have to kind of live up to that expectation it's like yeah. okay i'm in school for this but that doesn't mean like i know everything you know mm-hmm, what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like for me like i've stopped like you know how like when you're in the workplace and you have to code switch and stuff like that yeah like i don't do that anymore I just literally the way I'm talking to you right now that's how I talk to my co-workers mm-hmm. because number one I have a lot of black young black women who are my clients and I feel like it's important for them to see somebody in a position of power 
who's just being themselves yeah so like i make it a point to just be myself like yeah. i talk to everybody like how i will talk to you guys yeah. like my friends or whatever mm-hmm. and so i don't do that so much anymore but i feel like sometimes like when it comes because like one time i have a u of t sweater and mm-hmm. i have a mcmaster sweater so i wore my u of t sweater to work one time and then whatever i guess my my coworker took it in and then i wore my mcmaster sweater one time and she's and they're like wait like did you go to McMaster or UFT? And I was like, oh, I went to both. And then, but I didn't, like, I even then, like, I didn't specify, like, I yeah, went for, I just yeah, made it yeah. seem like I transferred or something. Okay. Because I didn't want to have that but conversation. Like, why, why is it, like, that we don't want, to, that should be something that you would want to tell people, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, we can't, like, we don't want to. And I feel like that's just Because up. I kind of feel like, I just. Like, how do you think they're going to react? I feel like they're gonna think like I'm better than them. Number one, like I like I feel like I'm better than them. Number one, yeah. and number two, I feel like they're gonna be threatened. Yeah. And I feel like because like a, a lot of the time, like I'm the youngest person because of my field and like my age. Mm-hmm. I'm usually the youngest person in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And another thing too, I don't like to tell people my age. Even like when I was doing my masters, I was like one of the youngest people in the program, mm-hmm. and I'm like one of two black people. So yeah. it's like it's more amplified so I don't really I don't really like to say like my age and I don't like to say what was it oh like when I when in the workplace I don't like to say my age and I don't like to say my education because I kind of feel like they're jealous like not like like not jealous it's not I don't think it's jealous it's more like okay so let's see what she can do since she has this education it's that and it's, it's that sis and it's they're mad because they're older than you and they feel like you are more educated than them. than them yeah because like for them it, it may be harder for them to go back to school mm-hmm. or for them they probably wish when they were 24 25 they did their masters but, but like what does that have to do with me and like, then they they, you know I mean? they treat you that way yeah i get that mm-hmm. and another thing that i don't is like a little bit off topic like actually no it's not because i feel like because we've been okay how do i put it because like we've emphasized being a strong black queen whatever so mm-hmm. much or being independent being achieving black excellence mm-hmm. like i feel like, like if you're in like a professional or academic space mm-hmm. some black people and i'll say specifically black women because i'm a black woman mm-hmm. feel like there's only space for one independent black queen or there's only space for one person who exudes black excellence like i don't know if Okay, like, I don't know if you've ever had the experience where, like, there's another black person at your workplace, especially if it's, like, an older black lady that works with you. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. they're mean to you. No, I've, I've never had that experience. But really? But I can see that happening. I, yeah. me and my friends always talk about this. Like, a lot of the times you would think that it would be the older black person or the older black mm-hmm. lady that would, like, be like, oh, you're my little sister or you're my daughter yeah. or something. Yeah. And sometimes it is, but a lot of the times it's not. Like, I had this co-worker, and she was literally, like, a Ghanaian woman. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, like 10, 15 years older than me. Could be my older sister. Yeah. And when I tell you, like, she treated me like shit. But why? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's because, like, that time I had just graduated U of T. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, my first job in my field ever. Yeah. And I don't know. She kind of felt like, oh, like, like I'm privileged or something, and I'm coming to work mm-hmm. here. Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like sometimes it's like, uh, you know how like, especially if you're in a predominantly white space, I feel like sometimes in those types of spaces, they only allow for like one black person 
to be like okay you see how in the girlfriend in girlfriends Mm -hmm. how like william was william and joan were always like competing and Mm, and and then it was always william that was like the token yeah he was okay exactly Mm -hmm. there's always that token that token black person Mm -hmm. and i feel like some black people are so caught up on trying to be that token black person that they Mm -hmm. don't want another black person to Mm -hmm. be in the space and because they feel like it takes away from them exactly okay yeah yeah and yeah. I feel like that has to do with us internalizing this black excellence thing, black excellence thing too, and the fact that it's so arbitrary. Because it's like, if there's no actually like, there like you don't get like an award that says okay, okay, Deja, like you've achieved black excellence. Black excellence it's yeah. like once you reach something, there's something more. More that you so have to attain. Yeah. It's like, but like also I feel like, even though it's kind of like this arbitrary goal that we have for ourselves, doesn't it also make us? continually want to like change and like it's seen as like a good thing too you know what i mean it is a good thing but like, like okay i'm i'm constantly working on myself i'm constantly trying to achieve something better it is a, it is a good thing and like my mom always tells me like i'm so proud of you and your friends because i feel like you guys are all doing well for yourselves mm-hmm. like my all my friends are educated all my friends are like nurses like you know um in the social service field like they have like a college degree a university degree mm-hmm. both like everybody yeah. they have a car they pay their bills like mm-hmm. so we're doing very well for ourselves mm-hmm. and i just feel like we don't give ourselves the credit. the credit yeah and like sometimes like when i'm trying to like like talk like i don't know it's like sometimes i want to tell my friends like oh don't be so hard on yourself mm-hmm. but then i'm like i can't even say that really because mm-hmm. i'm hard on my own self and you know what I think it has a lot to do with, too? With social media. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like we're seeing all these things. People are only putting their best selves on social media. And we're just like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Like, we're comparing our worst selves to their best. You know, they like, just... oh my god, I need, to, I need to do this. I need to do this. Like, look what she's doing with her life. I need to be on this, too. Like, Meanwhile, you know? before she took the picture, she was just finished crying. Like... She just finished crying. <laughs> I know those ones. <laughs> Trust me. You don't know what that person went through that day. Yeah, you don't. You don't, and you don't know what they went through to achieve that. Let me tell well. you, I went through some trials and fucking <laughs> tribulations getting my masters. Some Jeez. real life trials and motherfucking tribulations. <laughs> but obviously you're not posting that. Yeah. You're just posting like, oh I got my degree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't know so, what what behind that degree. Though. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Remember when we went to Windsor? And why are you rolling your eyes? (laughs) Hey, remember we went to Windsor Mm -hmm. and then we went to some party Mm. and then we were walking on the street and then a non a white person was like, hey queen. Mm. And you got pissed. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell our viewers why you're so mad? So basically we were coming from a party or whatever and like I won't lie, I was, a, I was a little dry. I ain't gonna lie, I'm a little smash. I'm a little dressed. And <laughs> um, we were walking on the sidewalk, and there was, like, a white guy. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, he was either in my... Like, we bumped into each other slightly, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, um, what the hell, or what the fuck, or something. Yeah. And then he was like, he was like, oh, my bad queen, right? A white guy, okay? He was like, <laughs> he was like, my bad queen. 
and then I was like, I was like, what the fuck? I like I gave attitude. I did something, mm-hmm. and then he was like, what? You're, he's like, what? You're not a queen. I'm like, I'm a black queen. And then he's like, okay. Like he's like, okay, black queen. Like it was just, it was just. What was it giving? It was giving. <laughs> it was it was giving something like it was giving like he was patron being patronizing. Yeah. It was giving like he heard a black person call themselves a queen, or he heard a black person, a black man call a black woman a queen, mm-hmm. and he thought it was like dumb or something. Or like funny. Funny. Yeah. And then he like regurgitated it at me because he yeah. thought that was a thing to say. Yeah. And like even in the context, the fact that. Like, I guess I was rude to him. And then mm-hmm. he said, my bad queen. Or he thought that him calling me a queen would somehow pacify me or hush me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I, 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 it was just giving something. And I'm not, I don't want, don't, I don't want no white man calling me a queen. Like, are you stupid? Like, yeah. and even like black, like I, like you, everybody knows it. Like I call myself a princess. I call myself a queen, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. But if you're calling me a queen, like, in such a way that makes me feel like he's like talking down on or me. you're trying to nice me yeah or like you're you're i don't know do you know what i mean yeah no i get what you mean but then i feel like that's kind of how like i can kind of relate that to like non-black people saying black excellence too how? you know what i mean because i just feel like has a black a non-black person ever said black excellence to you? That would make me uncomfortable, I feel. That like. would make me very uncomfortable. But I feel like they say it. Or like black girl magic. I've definitely heard like non-black people say black girl magic before. I, I think that I I wouldn't see why they wouldn't, but I don't think I've ever seen it myself. But I don't know, that that makes me uncomfortable a little. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like we give we give um non-black people too much access to like our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I don't think we give them access. They just think that they have the right. And they take it. Well, you know yeah, I mean? but if you if you're tweeting hashtag Black Excellence on Twitter, you can't you can't make it like an ink that only appears to white to black people. Yeah, that's true. Like they may not know what it fully means, but they're gonna see it. Mm-hmm. But like, what gives them the right to like, you know what I mean? Like, say it to me. Like, because I feel like for weird. us, it's it's unspoken that like it's just for us, but for them because they can see it, they feel like it's for them. And in their world, everything that they can see is for them it's because for them, yeah. it's their world <laughs> and we're living in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so do you feel like, you know how we've talked about like how being a strong black woman has like negative connotations or whatever? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like being a strong black woman kind of relates to what we're talking about? Mm-hmm. Being like the pressures of being a strong black woman and the mm-hmm. fact that we're not allowed to be vulnerable. Do you mm-hmm. think that relates to like the pressure of being a queen or independent queen or whatever? Yeah, I feel like they're the, it's the same thing. Kind of. I feel like it's it's similar, but I feel like because we're supposed to be strong, we can't complain about the pressures of having to achieve black excellence. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know if I'm understanding. I'm sorry. Okay, so it's like, okay, so we have this like goal of like achieving black excellence, of being a strong, mm-hmm. independent black queen. Or being a black independent black queen Mm -hmm. and then we have this of like we have to be a strong black woman Mm -hmm. so it's like we've talked about the fact that like on this side of us being like um oh okay so you're saying like in order to achieve black excellence we have to be a strong independent black woman yes and when we can we that's why we don't complain about it because Mm -hmm. we also know that we have to be strong Mm -hmm. because if you're putting all this pressure on yourself and everybody around you 
Yeah, and you complain like, oh, people can be like, what are you complaining about? Yeah, yeah and it's like, it's like, it's not, especially if you are a black person or mm-hmm. a black woman or whoever mm-hmm. in a in a friend group with other black people. Yeah, we're all doing that stuff to each other. Yeah, so who are you gonna talk to about like, oh, sis, exactly. like, it's just gonna be like, sit, like, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like every time we, even like with us too, like I feel like whenever you do something, I say like, oh, black excellence, oh, sis, yeah. you're a queen, like you're this, mm-hmm. you're that. But it's like, it's not everyday queen. <laughs> not every black person has to be a queen. I have a cousin that's like, I'm not a queen. Yeah. I'm just me. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not everyday. Not yeah. all of us have, because even like, what what's a queen? Like somebody who is ruling over a kingdom or whatever, like the whole kingdom can't be queens or else there's no kingdom. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true yeah and on honestly with all this talk of like being independent and all that stuff like i feel like niggas say that they want an independent queen whatever mm-hmm. but they don't actually want one they don't like once you actually start showing that like you're independent mm-hmm. or you don't need them mm-hmm. like now they feel a way about it they feel a way mm-hmm. and then you feel a way about it that they feel a way about it yeah i don't feel a way you know well i or I used to. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I feel like, especially for black women that are achieving this black excellence, I feel like... Mm. Um, I know what you're going to say. What was I going to say? Go on. I feel like they almost feel threatened. Yeah. When you're in a relationship with someone else. And, I don't know, maybe they're... I feel like, first of all, I think black excellence comes in different, like, facets. So it's not just, like, school, that's black excellence, or, you know Mm -hmm, what I mean? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I feel like because of the society that we live in, especially Western society, like, going to school is seen as, like... That's what we put a value on. Yeah. Like, we put a lot of value on going to school, getting a better education. So I feel like when black women are doing these things, and then we seek out relationships with people that are not Mm. on that facet of black excellence they feel that like they can't compare in a way yeah you know what i mean or they don't feel good enough i feel like i I thought you were gonna say well you basically did say that but in other words i feel like because of all what you just said as a black woman once you go um achieve black excellence in the way of like academics and like jobs mm-hmm. and like whatever mm-hmm. like your dating pool becomes smaller mm-hmm. because you're aware of the fact that if I date a man who is maybe not doing as well as me or as much as me he's but gonna like, feel threatened like, and it's gonna is, affect our relationship but like what is as much because they could be doing something that's considered black excellence like but what? just not like what though I don't know. because <laughs> what what does society okay because literally let's actually think about black excellence right now mm-hmm. and every time you see that or every time you see somebody call a black woman a strong independent queen mm-hmm. or whatever it has to do with money mm-hmm. it has to do with having a business which is still money mm-hmm. it has to do with academics which ultimately is still money it's still money facts so, so it's, it's money it's money how much money you make is black it's your basically yeah it's your uh not stature it's your status status yeah. it's your status so a higher just, status is more black excellence yeah yeah and ultimately stat what gives you status in society money, money. or yeah. the illusion that you have money that you have mm, because not true. everybody not everybody with a degree has money but if you hear that somebody has a uh bachelor's or a Master, master's or a PhD, PhD or whatever yeah it kind of think yeah, it, yeah exactly 
so ultimately like it's that and i feel like that's another thing that we have like we put pressure on ourselves like we have to be up we have to be up like why am i 21 at the time or whatever thinking i have to be up like yeah i don't like have having lots of money right? exactly yeah or like even now like designer this designer that like you don't like honestly i buy from shein i don't care i buy from <laughs> shein bro like every week shein i do not care. i buy from shein but i i like nice stuff so i i won't lie like i'll have like a one two but like, mm-hmm. like unless people buy it for me otherwise no. scream a lie she's myself. accepting gifts <laughs> i'm accepting gifts and donations, gifts and donations. <laughs> but yeah um what was i saying yeah it's like it's like we're all all of us are like we're just trying to like ultimately not that you think about it i feel like black excellence is just like being up yeah whatever just sad you would think it would be more it's about so like sad. that's so sad yeah because why because i feel like that's just reducing us to like how much money we have at the end of the day but do you know why though i feel like yeah but at the same time we have to look at it like ooh, like intergenerational that number one and number two no matter where you're from as a black person, mm-hmm. white people have some way, somehow interfered with us being able to excel financially. True. Like if we're thinking yeah. of the continent of Africa, like they stole all the resources. So mm-hmm. people, that's why people are living in poverty. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about black America. Like they had like the black wall street and the mm-hmm. white people like tore it down and stuff yeah. like that. If we're thinking about the Caribbean, like same thing, like there's a um, a presence of like white people, or whatever, that has disrupted their way of life. Yeah, you know what I Especially mean. Especially with all those like resorts and stuff. Those are exactly. all owned by white people. And are the locals making money other than no, them? other than them working on the resort? But do they no. pro- most more often times than I don't? I bet they don't own them. It's mm-hmm. like white people, mm-hmm. these big companies that go over there and they're exploiting it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like imagine how many how much money they can make with that. With like that. literally Especially like Jamaica. Exactly. Exactly. Like, and, you know how much money they could make from tourism exactly. if they owned the actual resorts? Exactly. And even like Ghana, like Ghana has gold. Mm-hmm. And people are still living in poverty. There's African countries that have oil mm-hmm. and they're still living in poverty. So I feel like because like they have interfered with us getting money so much, mm-hmm. like if we have an opportunity to get money, like we're on it yeah and we value it so much and that's and if this is even like a little bit off topic and deep i feel like that that's why there's so much corruption in like governments of like uh black countries like especially like nigeria like Mm. you would think that um you know there wouldn't be as much corruption because there's no white people in power mm-hmm. right but because like we've been deprived for so long and black white people came and implemented these systems of power mm-hmm. like now that white people are, their presence is not physically there anymore it's just kind of like the aftermath of colonialism mm-hmm. is is still there it's like once a black person gets to a certain point they get have a certain amount of power they want to hoard it yeah and then they become disconnected from the masses and that's even like with um like jay's i'm sorry but like jay-z and beyonce too mostly jay-z because he's more vocal about it like the fact that like they're always talking about like um black generational wealth da 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 it's like help your people fam like don't yeah. don't like come here like all that dinner with jay-z da 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 like and that that yeah what is that i know i never understood that 
because they're trying to say that Jay Z or have fifty thousand dollars. Like I'm taking the money. I'm sorry. What because they're trying to Jay Z do for me. They're trying to say that like because Jay Z has like acquired so much wealth, like he has knowledge or something. So like, okay. They're trying to say it's like oh, teach a man how to fish. He's gonna eat forever. Like give a man fish. Like it's gonna run out or whatever. Yeah. But it's like that is all informed by by the fallacy of like black excellence. I feel because like. It's like Jay Z is like the epitome of like black excellence. Like yeah, like you know, mm-hmm. he was in this. Uh, yeah, he was selling crack cocaine. He, and now he he's a, what's the line? I don't even know. Now he's <laughs> on like Wall Street now with he's white, like a billionaire, white people yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, I feel like sometimes, like obviously Jay Z is like an exaggerated example. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes when we reach a certain level of black excellence, yeah. we feel like we're top tier. No one we're top tier. No one can talk to yeah. us. And it's like, where, okay, because even think about it, even like when you watch like black movies and everything like that, Mm -hmm. like they always, how do I explain it? Like whenever like a black family gets rich or whatever, Mm -hmm. they always like move to like a neighborhood where there's like a lot of white people. Yeah, that's true. Or like they, you know what I mean? Or like they always Mm want to join like a country club or something Mm -hmm. where there's white people. Mm -hmm. It's like status to be Mm -hmm. around white people. So like to me, it's kind of backwards that like the ultimate like level of black excellence is to be in white spaces. Yeah. Is to occupy white spaces as a black person. And honestly, like I feel like there is room for, um, there's room for white people and even sometimes not black people to be mediocre, but there's no room for us to be mediocre. And that's why the emphasis of like black excellence is there. Like, Mm. honestly, like, yes, I want, I want for my people to move forward. I want for my people to achieve all of these things, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But like some of us are allowed to be mediocre. Yeah. Or even if you want to have a stage in your life where you're being mediocre, that's like, okay. I feel like that's okay. But then mm-hmm. realistically, it's not because of the society we're living in. Yeah. Like all those, like, uh, there's a lot of white people who, because they have, you know why? Because white people more times have generational wealth. Yeah. So, so there's space for good. them to be mediocre. Yeah. But they like know us, regardless, that they'll they'll be taken care of. Exactly. Yeah. Even like us, even though a lot of our parents have done very well for themselves as immigrants, like if we don't like work, like we're not gonna eat like you know what i mean like <laughs> no, like we have to true. we have to like our parents have acquired a lot but like we have to keep going keep going yeah so that our kids can have more mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like yeah. we can't live off of our parents money yeah but white people have that luxury that's why yeah because they're not living off of only their parents money they're living off of their grandparents money too. they're they're great and I they're great it. great yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> they're me ma yeah, bro, that's so true. Mm-hmm. Because even if you think about it, I was talking to like one of my friends from school, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "Oh, um, yeah, like, um, I just bought a house because my mom gave me twenty five thousand dollars." Excuse me. And I was like, oh. "Excuse me." <laughs> oh wait hold on hold on do you know what's crazy though Mm -hmm. because as much as we talk about um the fact that we should have generational wealth Mm -hmm. i feel like because we don't typically have that when there is a black person who their parents provide for them Mm -hmm. or pay their bills or whatever people look down on down on them that's so true and like Mm -hmm. like it's like you don't even want to say it around people that like okay like oh like you know my dad pays my bills or my mom for example, gave me twenty five thousand dollars. As yeah. a black person, if my mom gave me twenty five thousand dollars, I'm I not would telling anybody. Because then you know people are gonna look or feel mm-hmm. away about you and be like, oh, like she's. 
privileged. But then, no? but then, sis, but am I really? Am I really? But sis, like, this is why it all comes back to the fact that people want black people to suffer. Because yeah. why do we have to suffer yeah. to acquire the same things that white people have so easily? Mm-hmm. And like, like even the fact that, and this goes to like us as black women having to suffer to receive love. And even mm-hmm. look at it, like, look. This is a, obviously like a very exaggerated example, but look at Barack Obama mm-hmm. and look at Donald Trump. Yeah. And now, Sucks. like, switch Sucks. their races in your head. Mm-hmm. If Trump was white, like, people would say he's the best president. No, sorry, if Barack sorry, if white. Barack if Obama was white, yeah. people would say like he was the best president ever. ever. Mm-hmm. There'd be no dispute. If Trump was black, if, girl, he wouldn't even be on the ballot. No, would, nothing. If Trump was. If Trump yeah, people would was laugh black, at him. The fact, look how much Obama was ridiculed. Mm-hmm. Obama is, if we want to talk about black excellence, he's mm-hmm. the epitome of that. Yeah. Him and Michelle are the epitome of black excellence. Of black excellence. Yeah, and look how much they were criticized. Yeah. And look how much people questioned Obama. Michelle Obama is the most educated first, first lady, lady in all of history, mm-hmm. but look how much the media berated her yeah. and saw all, said all these things about her uh-huh. and questioned her womanhood mm-hmm. because she was living up to this ideal of black excellence or being a strong black woman so it's Mm -hmm. like even when you reach those ideals there's negative implications that come with that Mm -hmm. because ultimately they don't want us to succeed they don't want us to be excellent Mm -hmm. and so i feel like that's why our parents want us want that for us so much because they know that Mm -hmm. and they've obviously been around for longer than us Mm -hmm. and look even at just like 24 and 25 we know these things already Mm -hmm. imagine what they know and what they've seen But don't you think also, like, I feel like, maybe not in our personal lives, but I feel like other black people and other black families, because their parents went through, like, struggled to get where they are right now, it's like a rite of passage for their child to struggle to. You know what I mean? Like, since I did this, you have to go, like, I'm not going to help you because I want you to find Mm -hmm. your own way too. But, like, it shouldn't be like that. I feel like you should be helping your child, like, get to where they need to be. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I feel like white people don't do that to their kids. They don't do that to their kids at all. Yeah. Like, they will buy their kids their first car. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Their first house, like. Mm -hmm. Those things are not uncommon in their community but Mm -hmm. like for us it happens but it's more rare and then when you're the person on the receiving end of that like people will like oh i have to grind for this like Mm -hmm. and all this grinding 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 it's Mm -hmm. not everyday grinding yeah i don't want to grind grind i don't want to grind i'm tired i just want (laughs) to i just want to relax yeah like i'm not you know what i mean so i feel like we've internalized we've internalized these things and then we've tried to put a positive connotation on it by labeling it like black independent sorry by labeling it black excellence by labeling it independent queen by labeling Mm -hmm. it strong black woman strong black no but like at the same time i feel like to a certain extent it is a good thing a positive thing but it can be detrimental but what i'm saying is because of all the history that's okay black excellence and being a strong independent queen all these things would be good things Mm -hmm. if the context that we're describing wasn't there if the history yeah, wasn't there if true. it wasn't informed by all these things yeah. and it wasn't getting misconstrued by the internalization of all these things yeah. because like for example like when people say like white excellence or whatever like oh, that yeah. saying white excellence doesn't really make sense because you don't have to be excellent yeah. When your white society already sees that you're sees that as you excellent. excellent, yeah, exactly. that's like their standard, that's Ex- their norm, yeah. exactly, mm-hmm. right? So it's like for us, we have to achieve that. Yeah. But by achieving that in a way, we're internalizing 
the fact that they think we're not excellent because yeah, it's like fast. we're not saying we're just excellent we're saying we have to work to be excellent yeah but they are we can't just, just exist and as, be excellent as a, as, yeah exactly they have we have to work for it and they just are exist and they are receive excellent. all the benefits of being excellent mm-hmm. like literally like i could work every day of my life and not receive like half of the accolades as a, a white person. trust fund baby mm-hmm. you know what i mean That's and then so even if fair. and then even if i was a black trust fund baby people would discredit my blackness yeah people would say oh i'm spoiled people would mm-hmm. this is that so yeah they look at you like you're lazy too mm-hmm. like if your parents were rich you wouldn't just relax too <laughs> facts like i wouldn't i'm trying to make my kids relax mm-hmm. by god's grace i'm trying to yeah. make them relax. like obviously still teach them values but yeah. they're gonna be relaxing they don't have to grind don't have to grind nobody's have to grind like that to shine like this yeah grind like that to shine like this (laughs) (laughs) it's not every day i'm just shining facts just shining don't you think like as soon as um because i feel like historically the stock market and buying stocks and just building wealth from stocks has always been like a white person's field right Mm -hmm. but as soon as it became on social media and a lot of black people started like learning about stocks Mm -hmm. and like you know i feel like it's devalued now but that's what anything says once black people hop onto something all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it's there's no more value in it and that's like with michael kors too yeah like he said that thing yeah. yeah And like think about and then black people internalize that too. Like black people yeah, do we really now even it's like oh what Michael Kors, Kors like, like who okay. cares? Yeah, now the new thing is like I don't even know. I'll Gucci Gucci, shit. Dior. <laughs> yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But like it's like whenever we and I and you know what? You see how we're saying that like whenever black people do something it gets devalued. Mm-hmm. I feel like that goes back to what we were saying in the beginning of like when we were thinking of applying to our masters, we were like, ah uh, ah. Uh. But then when we got oh, into it, like it was like, like okay, devalued. I already did it, so it must not be that it's not must not be that hard if yeah. I'm doing if it. If I'm doing it, facts. And that's yeah. the internalization right there. And you see how it manifests oh, in all of these facets of our lives. Yeah, that's fucked. White people did a number on us, eh? Right? Colonialism is killing my people. (laughs) That's so sad. Alright, guys. This was fun. (laughs) (laughs) It's always fun. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Happy Black History Month. (laughs) (laughs) Happy February. Happy Black History Month. Happy birthday, Deja. Happy birthday to me. Happy belated. Yeah, it's your birthday all month, sis. It's my birthday all month, yeah. On a positive note, yeah. It's still Black History Month. Yeah. <laughs> and we're still black. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what the little black person, you know what? Tell a black person you're proud of them today. Yeah. How yeah. about that? Yeah. Tell a black person that you're proud of them today mm-hmm. and tell them that they're doing amazing. Yeah. Do that. Because we really all are. We really, given the circumstances that we've been placed in, we're, we're doing, doing amazing. amazing. We're doing amazing, sweetie. You're doing amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye, guys. Seriously, bye this, bye for real this time. Bye. <laughs> Wait. Okay, this has been your girl. <laughs> this has been your girl, Ohimati. And Dej. And you're listening to Dark and Lovely Pod. Jeez, jeez, jeez. I'm off the better things. I'm only doing shit that's gonna make me elevate. Only one people around that's gonna Bitch, make me better in that mm, It's so ooh, mm. Big ass, how I get that ooh